You're listening to Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. Conversations with creatives during the quarantine. Hey folks, welcome to Stir Crazy. I've got no real housekeeping to talk about today, so I'm going to go right into it. Today my guest is Derek Nievergelt. Derek is one of my great friends who I've known since our school days at Berklee College of Music in the 90s. He's an extremely talented bass player. He plays electric and upright. He's played with everyone from Terrence Blanchard to Robin McKell to Pying Threadgill. He's also a writer, producer, mix engineer, and even does some post-production work. He has an excellent album called The Jewels under the name Nevergelt, which came out on rope dope Records in 2019. It's actually one of my favorite records to vibe out to, so you all should definitely check that out. Once again, that's called Nevergelt, and the name of the album is called The Jewels. And just so you know how to spell that, it's N-E-I-V-E-R-G-E-L-T. Derek and I started chatting right at the beginning of the lockdown. This is one of the interviews I did right as it started. There's some stuff that at this point is completely out of date, but we had a great conversation, and here's how it went how are you holding up man um i'm all right um you know i i i'm paranoid anyway you know what i mean like on a normal day i think i have cancer at all times you know what uh, I mean? yeah so um so yeah this was definitely kind of messing with you in the beginning but i started like man i started wiping down things that i had to be around and covering my face like like over a month ago you know all all the work i do with so many different people i was like i started bugging out like ages ago yeah I'm, i mean I, i'm yeah i mean yeah it's strange like i i was sort of following this story in um january and uh, i had a feeling we were we were maybe going to like i don't i didn't know it was going to be this but i knew there was a good chance just based on the fact that you know people travel and we live in a global economy and uh the world's a lot smaller because of flights um that this kind of thing very well could come to the states so um i think i started to really think about stuff when i couldn't buy hand sanitizer anymore like once we were at that level where people were like okay you need to get hand sanitizer and it's like you couldn't get hand sanitizer and that's when i'm like okay i need to start thinking about what i'm going to need for this um i would say at this time period you could still get toilet paper and you could still you could still go to the grocery store and uh you know not not feel like it was you know people were panic buying things but right. uh but it's weird dude like i you know, it's just been a really strange thing to to kind of watch happen, and um, you know, like everybody everybody I know is is home, kind of just wondering what the future is going to bring for our business and and ev- all that shit. Yeah, for sure, man. It's uh, I mean, it's there's a lot of ambiguity going on right now, which yeah. I think. It- in one way, it's refreshing because you know what? Actually, in all, it's always ambiguity going on. We just think there's none, you know. Sure. You know, I mean, now it's a little obviously like with the economics being so insane and 
all us uh, freelance musician types working all the different angles are obviously all out of work. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 wild. I mean, I'm just like trying to like practice, man. I mean, I'm mostly like you know, since most of my broadcast work is gone at this point, um, like you know, I'm just mostly practicing teaching like first grade pretty actively to my youngest daughter and like supervising my fifth grader on google classroom and making sure she's like doing stuff and not just messing around with her homies you know (laughs) (laughs) know? how are they how are they doing in all this are they you know are they they know they kind of have a concept of what it is or are you trying to sort of keep them a little bit like out of the dark parts of it out of the severe dark stuff i keep them out of it but I, I do, you know, the musician kids, all musician kids are like older than all other kids. You know what I mean? So they're, they're already, cause you just got to deal with so much bullshit at an early age when you're like a musician kid. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, fuck yeah. you kid practice. I just wanted yogurt. You don't know. No. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, but so, I mean, we have a 11 year old that is very smart and both of them are very smart, but she's, you know, she's like conscious of the world and she gets it you know and she definitely is feeling more anxiety than the younger one but you know my wife and i were just trying to keep a stable like disciplined atmosphere at home i mean like man i got us like exercising every day we start school and i ain't cracking the whip but i'm making sure that shit's happening you know what i mean um but when things are too far i don't push like when 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 i notice like that the fatigue is setting in and the reality of that you're not around your friends and and actually this really crazy situation is going on and because children at any age are not stupid and can tell when their parents are tense you know they they know you know i, I mean I, I think it's better for them to know than just to pick up on like the shitty vibes that their parents are exuding because they're trying to not like to try and pretend like shit's normal you know what i mean yeah that makes sense i mean yeah, i think makes- I think the idea for, for like the younger people is also, uh, I mean, I'm not a parent. So like, this is just the one thing I, I have been like thinking about a lot just cause like I haven't really been going out much, but like, I just wonder like, how do you project? I think it's, it's mostly about projecting like a, like a air of like safety, right? Like, like you're, you're going to do your best to protect protect yeah. folks and you know i think that's kind of all people can do um yeah because it's such a weird um hard hard to wrap one's head around what uh what what this thing is but also like there hasn't really been the best information that's been put out like it's been it's sort of been like choose your own adventure but like hopefully you choose the right stuff to pay attention to because um you know it's it's like we're we're seeing right now what the problem is with how easily misinformation can spread and uh it's it's of the disease of our age right because everything is like pick your own you know what i mean like it's like yeah and i mean you know i mean i could go ranting about some stuff but i mean I, i feel the fact that even like that education in different parts of the country can be like different things drives me mm-hmm. nuts because dude no not, you know like there's history and it's it's what we know it's like there's no options of how to teach the stuff you know what i mean like it's 
it's like I don't know. So I, I feel like it's a little bit of a problem with like the general like kind of patchwork the way our, our country's set up anyway that we could everyone could just kind of pick their own reality. You know. Oh right. Maybe that, yeah. I'm trying to sound extreme with that, but you know, like you know, I don't know. Did that be sense or was that just weirdness? No, no. I mean, I'm dude. I mean, I'm with you. I'm sure there's there's states that still teach stuff that how like Jesus had a dinosaur and shit like that. And, you know, other states are like, nope, that's not what happened. Um, so, I, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Poor T-Rex couldn't wash his hands. Yeah, he couldn't wash his hands, couldn't wash his ass. What a, you know, that's a cruel joke, man. Like T-Rex, T-Rex during like coronavirus couldn't even enjoy Pornhub, dude. That's, that's some sad shit. Real sad shit. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what have you been doing creatively? Have you like found time to, to make anything or work on music or do remixes? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I mean, I, I, I'd like, I mean, I'm such a psycho head case anyway. So like, I've been sort of like taking the opportunity to like try and just like be open, like, and mm-hmm. just like when practicing and, and just let things flow. I, you know, the last few years, like, I think I've been like, just trying to be like two together. I mean, partially being like a parent and like, you know, having to enter corporate life more so than I was before, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I kind of suffer from like constant, like imposter syndrome. So that kind of made my imposter syndrome even worse as a bass player, you know? Mm -hmm. So now I kind of like, man, I'm just trying to play through my favorite songs and like, just try and play them and, and just like, let those channels be open. And I'm like, I also using that towards like, I'm working on some new music and I got this one track I'm working on and I'm like, I'm like, I'm editing it, but I like, I work a couple hours until I'm happy. And then like when I'm like, and then I bail from it, you know what I mean? And I'll go back to it again, like a couple days later, just so I just always have like free open first instinct kind of like reactions to something, you know? And I just, that's the part I want to foster is like to have like faith in my fucking first instincts again, you know? Yeah. Do you think, do you think music um, is going to be different? once we get get out of this period like if you know if not if but like when you know, no one knows when do you think people are gonna do you think i mean do you think we're gonna kind of see not maybe not necessarily like a wave of like masterpieces from what people did during the quarantine um but more just do you think there's gonna be maybe like a renaissance just because because of like what we haven't been able to do or you know what do you what do you think I mean, what do you have any predictions about what what music will be like? I really think so because, like, one, you know, like, I mean, hardships and music are like, and I mean, arts period, but hardships and music are tied together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, music is the is the the art form that pulls on people's nostalgia the most, right? Yep. Uh, And uh, and that's where that longing, right, that beauty and longing and the beauty and pain that is so well you know like i mean you, it hits people like crazy when you hear that song that's like that right i mean you're just like flapping the phrase face from donnie you know hathaway or god you know you name it willie nelson whatever uh you know so i, I think like this is an interest 
introspection period period because we're all like here like stuck at home with ourselves like what are we gonna do like we can get on the social medias and stuff but at the end of the day like that's all we got so we're just stuck by ourselves so like we might as well look inside and, and pull from the depths of our souls to pull out maybe things that have gotten a little lost in our in our technology age you know what i mean mm. so that my hopes that we're that's what we're all doing you know and that's what's going to be coming out and i mean i just think honestly since trump's been here music's been getting great because that guy sucks and like music's amazing now again you know what i mean like not that it was not good any before but it's like i feel like that was enough of an inspiration to get like all this cool music to happen in the, again too you know yeah no i mean it's it's definitely it's definitely been a factor in a lot of stuff um i just think you know the the thing that's weird now is that um just just watching these guys botch this whole thing is like really really like it's really maddening and it sucks that even something that shouldn't really be like a partisan thing you know has to become one you know it's just like science isn't partisan you know science doesn't care about any of that stuff this virus doesn't care about any of that shit i'm Um, not mad as trump as i am at all the people that enable his ass you know what i mean like yeah whatever he is the egomaniac he is but the fact that he's got these legions of these powerful people that let it happen yeah beyond me man and i you know like it's yeah i mean i don't know yeah it's infuriating i mean i mean man like the states are bidding over ventilators right now they've created a market where price gouging can happen like the situation like all this stuff it's it's i mean it's it's just it's it's just economics 101 that they they just care about money and it's it's mm-hmm. it that's the only thing on these people's eyes and it's just i mean, it's just sad i don't know yeah I, it's i mean dude i think there's one part of this that that's really um, it's not funny, but I just think that if people can't see the veil that's been lifted on our systems and the people who they think are best suited to like outfit these systems, um, I just I, there's no hope, there's no hope for the future of no. the way this place is run, man. And, and I'm not I don't mean to be all doom and gloom. And, and the thing is, I agree. Like I don't I don't I'm not like an infectious disease specialist, and I don't know how any of this stuff works as far as like government and rolling out a comprehensive plan to uh, battle a pandemic. I mean, I feel like everybody to a certain extent has been blindsided by by something like this. And I think, you know, I'm not giving anybody a pass here, but like, I think really the real asset in any situation like this has got to be from what I've seen, from what I've heard people say, like time is the real asset. And it's more about like trying to do things in a timely fashion. And like, if there's any ball that's been dropped, it's been just the fact that there's no efficiency that's been granted during this whole thing. So now people are scrambling and, what it looks like to your point with the ventilators and the bidding between states dude america really is kind of a third world country in a lot of ways and republic man straight up yeah 
it's so it's it's weird dude i mean i think i feel like a lot of these guys that still want to wear the red hats are they're cosplay it's cosplay man it's fantasy it's not yeah. real exactly yeah yeah, I don't know. It's, it's gonna, like, I mean, this is there's something. This is like uber real, right? I mean, I mean, listen, I'm 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 here in Brooklyn. I mean, you know, there's seventy five thousand cases in our state right now, and forty four thousand are like in the city right now, and we can't get any ventilators to get up in here. Like the the, the feds send us four hundred or something like that on the last thing. I mean, it's just like. It's it's just unreal. It's just it's the inefficiency and the fact it's just exposing like how how corrupt our system is and how inefficient it is financially, actually. You know what I mean? What's supposed what supposedly is like, you know, creating like what is like competition and price, right? You know what I mean? Like this is the other yeah. side of that. You know, like it's just Yeah, I mean it, it's upsetting. Um, but I honestly, just, I just want us to get past this. You know what I mean? Like I want yeah. to see everyone. Up. I mean, today Wallace Roney passed away, man. You know? Yeah, I was gonna talk to you about that because I saw that on your Instagram stories. And and the other thing is, like, I don't know if like I mentioned this to you, but I'm putting these up in the order that they've been recorded. So. Obviously, like, there's going to be a little bit of a lag from when this launches, but like, by and large, like today's March 31st. Um, we've we've already lost some people to this, uh, like, you know, uh, and then people like, you know, we got John Prine who's sick with in in critical condition with COVID 19. But yeah, I feel like Wallace Roney was the f he died of coronavirus. Yeah, he got COVID 19. Yep. And and it's it's insane to me, and I, I man, I don't want to say this to like sound alarmist or anything, but I think we're gonna see a lot of it. You know, I don't know, I don't know how, but I think there's gonna be a lot of death with this thing. Yeah, I mean, because we're so we're we're caught with our pants down and our ankles, man. We're you know what I mean? We're at a knife fight with no knife and our pants down and our ankles. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. You know. Or maybe we're at a gunfight with our pants down our ankles. I don't know what the, you know, don't ask yeah. me. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't want to sit here predicting the horrid things that might happen. You yeah. know, it's, that's, it's a little, it's a, it's a level of out of, out of our, no, out of our knowledge kind of like speculation. I just don't want to get into. It feels like sports betting, you know, at some point to me, I'm just, Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I just want to, you know, I just want to, I just want to hope that my friends, you know, and I mean, man, I was I was I was working the post production on a record with like Ardo Lindsay and Len and uh, Melvin Gibbs, right? And like this is my first time working with these guys. I've been dying to work with both of those my whole life. I mean, Melvin Gibbs is a huge bass influence, and just I mean, yeah, he's awesome influence. I mean, the guy's just like I mean how. How badass is that dude just as a human? And right. I'm sitting in the studio, and at some point, when this is starting to blow up, we're, we're all in my studio, and at some point, man, I just, like, we were going to meet again for another, and I was like, man, I, I don't want to risk. You guys are, like, prime risk. I don't want you, I don't want you guys coming down here anymore, man. Like, I said that to them, because I, I, I you know, like, 
I just couldn't imagine something happening to those guys on my watch. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you know, like, and yeah, I mean, luck, luckily everyone's healthy. I hope it stays that way, you know? Yeah. What's it like going out right now uh, in the hood where you're at, man? Um, no, I'm, in Brooklyn. I'm, right. So, you know, it's, it's mellow out here anyway, you know, compared to the rest of the city. Yeah. You know, you know, we're damn near a beach community. So people are pretty keeping to themselves you know it's a lot of one family houses around me so and i got a lot of neighbors that are like you know elderly grandparents and you know they're all awesome people and yeah. they're welcomed us into this neighborhood in like the last 10 years we've been living there like you know some of them are basically my kids grandparents you know what i mean like right I hope they I, I hope to god you know i'm gonna do everything if if in the end of the day i gotta like deliver everyone food then that's gonna be the case you know what i mean yeah because i you know luckily they have children that can help them but i mean you know if that's got to be the case i'm gonna help you know i mean that's that's what's cool about the community mind um of a lot of those neighborhoods is people know their neighbors and there's a lot of uh and not in like in a not in like an obnoxious kind of way like with you know maybe like the if it was all like younger parents and shit like I felt like when I lived in Park Slope, that was my real gripe with it. It just felt like, you know, like I was always afraid, like if I got caught swearing on my phone or like jaywalking, I was going to end up on that fucking like neighborhood watch oh, thing. Straight. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I mean, not. I, man. Could, I could talk doo doo about the old L, uh, old uh, Park Slope now in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I go ahead. Yeah, that that was a cool. I mean, I I enjoyed living there just because of the people I would run into. Like, I'd see you sometimes. I'd see Andy Hess. Oh, um, there was like a coffee place that was like called Deluxe, and it was like on the corner of Thirteenth and Seventh, and it was like all the downtown dudes, mm. like uh, like Dave King, uh, like you know. Uh, uh, what was that fucking thing called? Uh, that that you know those funny ass videos he made. Um, oh, rational, ra- rational funk. Dude, he, those are awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was in there like Trevor Dunn, Chris mm. Speed when he was still on the East Coast. Like those dudes all used to hang out in there, man. Yeah. It was a cool. It was I mean, a cool... those guys are also old Park Slopers. You know what I mean? There's like the old guard at Park Slope, and then that's what happened in the last ten years. And I think what happened in the te- last ten years is, is kind of what I think is the most complaining about park slope what can do i think (laughs) yeah i mean there's some places that like i guess at face value i was sad they were gone but then when i heard about like the way the owners were it's like ah you know those people were dicks man like when when t lounge closed and the guy blamed it on people mooching wi-fi it's like yeah well that was your model like you let (laughs) people just (laughs) i mean dude you're a Fucking tea lounge, man. What the fuck? You know, right. Yeah. Oh, tea lounge. I hated playing there. I ain't gonna lie, man. Yeah. I mean, it It definitely wasn't, you know, it, it's just like, yeah, sure. I want to set up my gear and play in front of people that are not writing novels, you know, mm. uh, but, but, you know, I, I guess it just depends. Like I definitely had some fun gigs there, uh, That's here cool. and there, but, but I definitely felt like, 
like no no bullshit one time my internet went out and that was the first place i went because i knew i could pay for i could buy a cup of coffee and just sit there and like for hours and just do whatever felt important enough to do on the internet but yeah when that place closed the guy was like well you know it's because of these people that just came in and you know it's like no dude it's because you know like you're not selling anything yeah um I mean, because I feel like they could have made a lot of money if they, well, I don't know, man. I don't know how hard it is to keep a business going in Brooklyn. Because I feel like, as right. I'm saying that, I'm remembering that coffee place um, that I was just talking about. Like, they were having a hard time. They were making their rent and they were making money, but they weren't making enough money. So they closed, not at a loss, but they just didn't see it being a sustainable operation. So, I don't know, man. I'm sure T-Lounge's rent was, like, super fucking expensive. I mean, I think that's the hardest part of New York City is like just like how are you gonna pay these rents? I mean, that's why like Broadway, like around NYU, man, there's just empty storefronts because it's like cheaper for those buildings to write it off than uh, actually lower their rent and let someone have a building like a, 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 a you know a business in their building. Right. I mean, there's I mean, only so many ha- Halloween stores you can have on Broadway anyway, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope that this, I mean, I really hope that this this thing serves as some introspection to this world. I hope that, like, like less air, I mean, dude, we, we, we head down to the beach, like, like once a week, you know, because it's like there's no one there. Like, the closest people you'll have are, like, 30 feet from you. And I look at, like, the flights coming into JFK, and we were at the beach the other day for, like, an hour and a half, man, and I... I, I saw one plane, dude. Wow. You know, this you is know, Coney like, Island? Is this Coney Island or is this like it, uh, the, uh, the Rockaways? Rockaways? It's Rockaways, yeah. Okay. And uh, so I'm, I'm hoping like people take this time to think like like what's important about life. You know what I mean? Is it just like this rat race to make like peanuts? You know what I mean? Like, and then I hope people like, like look at like, I mean like, you know, Jeff Bezos selling all his stock, right? You know? Selling like billions of dollars of his stock right before this stuff goes down because he knows it's going to go down. I mean, it's just like, it's that, you know, and then like, meanwhile, they're firing like Amazon employees in Staten Island because they're like asking for more safe working conditions. You know what I mean? Like this right. shit is bullshit. It's not, it's like, are, are, are we really bad? Uh, did we really, what happened in the 20th century? Are we just negating it all? Have we forgotten it in the 20 years of this, the, since like 9-11? Have we forgotten all the the pain and the, the suffering that went through the 20th century to build something a little more sophisticated? Like, you know, it's, I, I hope there's some, some kind of like introspection period now. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think we at, we're in a weird place because even though we're equipped to be more productive or learn stuff or at least at the very least entertain ourselves while we're staying home. I think, you know, people, there's a, there's a wave, there's a wave. I, f- I feel like people have kind of, that's kind of come over folks where it's like, it's not boredom, but I think people are struggling to, uh, to kind of like surrender to the moment that we're in. You know, I also think we're not that far in it. Like I, I really think we're um, nowhere near yeah, like in a month, we got to see what that even looks like, man. Um, and Most, uh, London, by the way, just just talking, just hitting this length of this uh, subject. Um, like in London, the schools mm-hmm. are closed in September. So I mean, it's just like you know, Europe's got a little more straight shooting governments than we got right now. 
So, you know what I mean? That's what, you know, I we're facing that, if not worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's it's pretty nuts, man. Um, are you uh, are you playing any bass? Are you like practicing any bass? Yeah, dude. I'm I'm like I'm like playing. I'm practicing so fucking much. It's ridiculous. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been shedding again, man. I've been working working on the stuff. Yeah, you know. Awesome. Yeah, it feels good, man. I haven't really done it in a while. You know, there's that. I go through phases where, um. I go through phases where I really like trying to equalize um, whatever my hands can do with whatever I'm trying to hear, you know, or whatever I'm hearing. And sometimes, sometimes I let that be the guide with what I'm doing. And other times, um, you know, and so I, I guess if I operate like that for a long period of time, like it's not that like my technique atrophies or anything, but it's just, you know, like, it grows because I'm trying to hear stuff. And if I pl- try to play stuff that's hard to do, it, it sort of gets better from that. But mm. yeah, it's like lately I've been hearing like wilder stuff. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to like refine it and, and work on that. But then also like other stuff too, like I've been messing with, I got this, bought this sampler a couple weeks ago and I've been kind of fucking around with that. So it's like, I've been shedding that kind of stuff too. Um, just oh, to kind of keep my creativity sharp and whatever and i'll probably make you know i'll probably make some music um i don't know when like i I got all the stuff ready to start streaming but i just haven't gotten to a point where i have i have it all ready yet you know i and i feel like there's gonna be a time where people get sick of doing it so there'll be room for new people doing it you know (laughs) I, i agree i agree you know one thing i was like my wife and i've been thinking is like try to find to, to create a, a platform for all this stuff so maybe like you know donations go to like a larger thing but i'm just trying to work some stuff out you know with all this stuff being created by people you know yeah it's been cool to see uh the, the the sheer number of folks that just want to keep some modicum of normal, you know, like just by streaming and stuff like that. Like I've, I've actually found it. I mean, I know it's, it's real easy to get like salty and, and kind of fake cynicism and be like, well, you know, my entire upper bar on Instagram is just people going live. But I, I think it's also really cool because totally. it, it just me, makes me feel like, well, I know those people are feeling well and they're not, they're not like <laughs> they're not yeah. sick or, or whatever um john harold's thing the other night where he was just like partying in his apartment with his girl was amazing <laughs> was oh like, froze was it so was it, hard. it was so funny wait who keon harold oh okay yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome <laughs> it was they're just like listening to good tunes and like chilling and dancing and they had some like lights going on they're like in a club in the crib you know it was just great <laughs> it was. I was just like, this is so amazing. It was like being in a club and hanging at the bar, like watching people do their shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I was bugging out, just going back to practicing, and I was because I'm like getting, I'm listening to a lot of music. I'm, I'm so glad I'm a pathological vinyl buyer right now. Yeah. Um, keeps me off the fucking phone or any device, and I just plop records on it. You know. But I, you know, I have my dad's copy of Dizzy's "Half Trumpet Will Excite," and Les Span on Woody and You 
place ridiculous guitar shit. And it made for some reason it made me think of you, man. Oh um, really? It's dude, the solo, it's so dope. It's just I mean, do me a favor. It just I, I just I don't know, for some reason I was like i it made me think I was like, man, I could hear fucking Steve unloading on the like I was just like it was just such cool it's just such great language. It's just yeah, it was so inspiring. I'll check it out, yeah. man. It's yeah. called um Dizzy Gillespie. A half trumpet will excite, and Woody and you particularly. I mean, the guitar okay. stuff on that album is bananas, period. But this solo that my man like just lays out over Woody and you is just, dude, it's stupefying. It's like almost like, uh, ah, brain sucks sometimes because I'm middle aged. Um, uh, Charlie <laughs> Rouse, you know how Charlie Rouse did do them big runs from like the bottom of his horn up to the top. Well, my man's doing that on the guitar over that. Oh, count. wow. And that just made me think of you for some reason. I was just like, it just like really cool sounding like shit. And I was just like, no, oh, thanks, man. You know. Yeah. I and mean, there's so many like uh, sick lines, man. Like I, I want to start transcribing again. Mm. Like, like, uh, like Lenny Tristano, like those type of lines. Cause even That's the register that he chose to play in is, kind of good for bass i think you know hey you're right you're right but yeah i'll yeah. tell you what man the one thing i hope to see it on the other end of this is like i just hope people are more into them being themselves and yeah. not trying to follow the herd as much because yep. you know i feel like not to undermine like the idea of like wanting to be accepted and loved by people but i think you know, if you endure something that's kind of an existential threat to your health or your life, potentially, then why would you want to spend the rest of it trying to be somebody else, man, or trying to make people you don't even know like you, you know, when you can, you know, at the end of the day, people who are different than you are more are interesting to you because that's something that's different. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I, 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 I applaud. I love diversity of thought alone yeah. in a and i mean i mean that's why i love the idea of you doing this this podcast because i was like i mean you're like one of the funniest people i think i know you've like consistently cracked my ass up you know what I mean? oh thanks man <laughs> so just, <laughs> and my wife too sarah thinks <laughs> you're like funniest thing ever you know what i mean like oh and then uh, she saw you like, playing some bass and then she like walked up to me and of course me with my imposter syndrome she just uh, simply says, like, man, Steve can really play some bass. And I was like, mm, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man, I I, I did a, uh, I got tagged in like a like a two-chorus blues thing, and I pulled out the old bop stuff, man. It was fun. Um, hadn't really done that stuff in a long time. I mean, electric bass doesn't really, I mean, this sounds like an excuse, but I really think, like, there's really not much you can do with with that. Like you're not going to be accepted the same way that like an upright player would. So it's kind of like unless you want to throw your own gigs and um, or throw your own gigs, unless you want to book your own gigs and sort of fight that fight. It's just sort of like I don't know, dude. It's like someone that like it's like when you have Uber, but someone really wants you to like take their horse drawn carriage. You know, it's like no one's going to do that. Like. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, but it's I mean, language to learn, right? I mean, it's like 
you know, I, I've, I've been working on Bach, and which is like Bach is like the grandpa daddy of that shit, right? And then Bebop, mm-hmm. like, I mean, this less band solo, dude, that shit, like, yeah, he's playing Bach, but the shit is so cool, like the way he's like getting around. I mean, you can layer that stuff over anything, you know what I mean? And it'd be fucking sick, you know? Yeah. Like, like so I yeah, I'm I mean I'm 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 really into like learning uh just more ways of playing around like harmonic playing. And with that I mean like harmonic and like having chord changes to weave in and out of and, and yeah. it, you know uh and see how much like stuff you can get away with that isn't in the chord and how much chromaticism one can get away with and and what you know, all, all 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 that stuff, you know. Do you ever watch those Barry Harris videos on YouTube? Oh, I used to study with him, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got schooled hard, man. I still don't know any of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know it either. Like, I I have a fascination with that stuff. Like, I'm very, you know, I, I have to be honest. Like, my my link to that world. I mean, I'm coming from like rock equally as much as funk as much as jazz like jazz just sort of kind of smooths it out man it's like you know like i feel like i feel like i'm the kind of like if 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 i was like if my if my musicianship was like like a wine cellar like mm. ja- the the stuff i know about jazz is like the only really fancy shit i have and everything else is just like yeah i got this bottle at trader joe's for eight bucks like you know that's kind of the <laughs> the rest of the musicianship <laughs> i have I don't know about that. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's that's that's how it feels sometimes, man. I mean, I definitely, I definitely get imposter syndrome when when like some of that stuff comes up because like people ask me about tunes and it's like, yeah, you know, I know thirty standards and that's not one of them, you know, like that kind of thing. Like yeah, that. Yeah. Might- <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. some of us went down the rabbit hole, some of us didn't, you know. Some of us stayed in the rabbit hole, you know. I mean. Like, I mean, I think all this stuff can apply to all music. You know what I mean? So, sure. you know, like, I mean, chords have been, been happening in songs for hundreds of years, you know? Yep. And how we approach those songs is just uniquely our own decisions. You know what I mean? Like, because I'd totally be okay with being the guy playing P-bass bebop solos. Like, I'm totally down to be the guy that they all hate at Smalls, you know? It sounds good. I'm sure it would sound amazing, though, dude. Yeah, and it's like I wouldn't even be the first motherfucker to do that shit. I'd be like the three thousand millionth one. You know what I mean? Like, what do you <laughs> think happened in the seventies? Man, Ray Brown playing pork chop? Kidding me? Come on, man. You know yeah, that shit like, was killed. You know? Yeah, Ron Carter, Bob Cranshaw. Uh, yeah, Unc Montgomery, dude. There's nothing new. I mean, let's just talk about Steve Swallow. Steve Swallow's been like fucking playing electric bass wing jazz for I don't know. I mean. I mean, swing is, it's not swing, but like he's been playing that shit for, I don't know how many decades now. Forever. He always wins downbeat. He always wins like the best electric bass category. That's why. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah. So, you know, obviously, hey, listen, I love, I mean, listen, 50s miles and 60s miles. I mean, honestly, there's not much more in this world that is like better to me. You know what I mean? Right. I love and and i love it but i mean at some point it's like you know like are are you really going to be still playing like harpsichord bach things at all you know what i mean like it's you could take these things and learn them and learn them well and if one wants to like you know be the 
sort of the museum representation of it fantastic i mean i support it i love it you know what i mean i mean i have so many friends that are nailing this shit like you know and sounds incredible you know what i mean like i'm down but i i i think we just like i mean maybe part of this like opening up again maybe after this period is like accepting some different shit once again you know you know yeah go ahead sorry no, I mean, it's just not even that different, you know what I mean? Like, I think these things are all ancient, you know? Like, dudes playing, a light, like, bebop on electric bass or whatever. Or, like, you know, all the... I mean, most of the stuff we're doing now has already been done. Like, you know? You know, it's like... So, just be... It's fine. Like, but again, who cares? You know? You know? I don't know. You're, yeah. You're like, a maniac... Um, well, yeah, and what's interesting is like you've you've spent considerable amount of time in that world too, you know. Like you got you got closer than most, man. You know, like you, yeah, like you yeah. were you were like Lincoln Center and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I I would rehearse with Lincoln Center when when Rodney Whitaker would call me to sub. I mean, like I got to play with Terrence, which was amazing, of course, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I love jazz, but I, I mean, I'm like you, dude. I love, you know, I also love ACDC and Zeppelin and, yeah, and you know, and I also love like new stuff like Kelsey Lou and Krongbin and Anderson Pack and you know, and, and I do love all this, what all the cool stuff that's happening with jazz now too. I mean, you know, and I don't know. I want to be like loving shit because it's good and for no other reason you know what i mean yeah that's the most pure way to do it i think yeah it's not it's i don't really get why people still harbor this thing that uh their taste has to impress other people you know especially in a world now where you can listen to anything at any time yeah and and nobody even has to know man it's not like you're walking down the street in 1996 and you have your disc man and someone's like what are you listening to and it's like you know maybe something that's like not quote-unquote hip enough you know dude i i was so psyched to like say like elmo hope and then like <laughs> somebody look back at me and be like what and i'd be like yeah i got you have no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i think that's that's also like the tribalism part of music too like when you're young or when you're younger it's like you want people to you want people to like know how how much depth you have but i don't know man there's like basic rules of life that you learn pretty early on with that and it's like dude like if you ever like i just remember like when i was at berkeley and i was trying to meet girls like at other schools and stuff and it's like first thing is like if they say you're a guitar player don't ever correct them because that's basically like like that's it you you lose and then (laughs) and nobody wants nobody wants to hear like why jazz is better than like Tori Amos. They just don't want to hear that. College. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I didn't make the mistake with that second one, but but like I, I know that I've had. Uh, yeah, it was me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, it's like check out this Tori Amos song and you're like, well, has she ever punched a horn player in the mouth for not stopping their solo you know like because charles mingus yeah. did that and or, yeah or play the wrong changes as just you know uh, <laughs> so yeah but I was so, no 
go ahead. I was also interestingly hypocritical back then in my my because I'd be like hating on something like Tori Amos, but then at the same like in the same breath I'd be like, yeah, but Ricky Lee Jones is the shit, and it's just like so I don't know. It's just funny to me that I could find these amazing ways of like justifying something being cool over something else. Yeah, all that stuff is really good, man. Both of those. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's a reason that people really resonated with Tori Amos and same thing with anyone else. I mean, that's that's the thing. I've I think I've hit that age where uh and that's always the worst way to start a sentence, man, because what happens after you say I think I've hit that age, it's like it could be a myriad of things. It could be yeah. health shit. But yeah, I think in terms of music and stuff, like I think I've just hit that age where I either really like it or I don't. And I don't spend a lot of time feeling bad if I don't like it. But I find that I like more things than I used to because I'm not trying to impress anybody or or uh, fit into like a status quo amongst peers or just in general, you know. Um, so um, but on that note. Uh, I like to I like to kind of end this with like are are there any um, books or records or movies or shows that people should be aware of that you you know think might be cool to check out during this quarantine period? Um, all right. Well, I just watched the Miles doc, and me being such a huge Miles Davis fanatic was, of course, I was just you know I was thirteen again and just completely in love with Miles and who who he represented to me, you know, and still does to. Is it the full, like, does it tell, like, the full range of his story? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I was I was glad because they, they involve a lot more of the voices of, like, Francis Taylor and of the women around his life, you know? So they also, like, you know, talk about how he wasn't cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in, in what ways, like, you know, which, you know, honestly, just, you know, it's more humanity. It's like, it's, it's you know, but honestly, Francis Taylor has some amazing lines in it. Um, if one hasn't watched uh, the Rush doc, I would say watch that shit. I have not laughed that hard in years. That's an excellent documentary. It's so good. I was on the floor the whole time, and it was great. I'm yeah. so happy. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Uh, records that I've been really into, man, I don't know. I've been going through all my favorites. I mean, I've, yeah, I've been going through like a whole Stevie thing. Um, you know, Stevie's just the greatest. I don't know. I love Stevie. I, you know what? What I'm really just trying to do right now is just like learn and play all the songs that I love. Like just do like little solo bass versions of them. Like me playing on like you know on my porch chop with you know hitting the bass notes, doing some cool inversions, a la box style. You know, oh, that's so cool. How I can make it all fit over four strings. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. So that's been fun. And books? What do I got? I got my. I don't know if anyone else is interested in it, but I'm. I'm trying to learn about the tube technology. So <laughs> that's cool. 1959 Radio Amateur's Guidebook, which is the pinnacle of tube technology, and all the information's in there. And it's a lot of math, and I'm really slow. <laughs> you know. Awesome, man. Well, dude, thanks for being on this, and um, be well and be safe and all that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I mean, it's what it's so fun to talk to you. So, thanks. Bro. Awesome, man. Big thanks to Derek for talking to me. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Take care, folks. Wear a mask and be well.